Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Uh, glad to be back. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However you listen, I appreciate it and welcome. And don't forget to tell a friend, enemy, coworker, tell somebody about my podcast. Man, uh, quite a few things to talk about. Uh, first of all, to the person who said they don't like my intro music, I don't really give a fuck, man. I like it. That's all that matters. Uh, you don't like it, skip it. <laughs> it's really that simple. Uh, yeah. But I guess I'll get going, man. I'm, I'm excited. Today, my buddy Winston Hodges, uh, we actually do a podcast together called Host Battle Podcast. Uh, his de- not debut album, but his, uh, his second album is out today. His first album out with Helium Records, which he recorded at Good Nights in Raleigh, is out today. Check it out. It's called Already Aware. That's a good friend of mine, one of my best friends, like a brother to me. So if you like my comedy, please check out Winston Hodges' album, Already Aware. It's available everywhere streaming. Um, Yeah, Bandcamp, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. It's everywhere. So check it out one more time. Winston Hodges, Already Aware. His album is out now. Check it out. All right. Um, So I guess I'll start with my milestone, as I normally do. For those who don't know, we have a nine-year-old son. His name is Miles. And I like to talk about the different things uh, that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's nothing. And nothing. (laughs) He's been sick all week, man. So he's been at the house all week. Um, Typically, before COVID, he probably would have stayed home maybe Monday, Tuesday. And went back the rest of the week. But if you have any type of cough at all, they they don't want any of the kids at school so he's been kind of bummed out not being able to hang out with his friends he hates it i get it i was the same way i had perfect attendance as a kid all throughout middle school and high school actually actually pretty much my entire uh educational career i had perfect attendance i think there were a few times i might have missed for um i think a a funeral my uncle passed away but i always went to school um (laughs) i don't why did i even bring that up i don't even know why (laughs) but i did but uh, yeah, he missed a whole week of school, man, for a cough. And but uh, he's doing better, um, and uh, he's ready to get out of the house. And we're ready for him to go back to school. <laughs> so really, really nothing big on 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 the miles front, man. Nothing big at all. Um, this week has been it's been different, man. It's been different. I think last week I mentioned uh, maybe I didn't. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I've I've do so many different podcasts with people and phone calls and whatnot. But um, I had to ask myself some serious questions, man, because it got to a point where like I would just see people happy, enjoying their lives, and I would get mad. I'm like, I would just see people down at the downtown mall here where uh, it's just like one of those old school kind of downtown areas where you got buildings, small little buildings on each on each side. And there's a walking path down the middle and they have like these little restaurant seating areas and all that kind of stuff. And that's where people kind of hang out. You get ice cream. You can check out a diner. They got some vintage clothing, clothing places, a few um, coffee shops, some theaters, shit, shit like that. It's just an area where people kind of go in Charlottesville just to hang out, walk around. Sometimes it could be a point of a, of a political meetings and rallies, all that type of shit. But for the most part, it's just a cool little downtown area where you can uh, it's 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 um uh it's kind of blocked off where you you can't drive around there 
because I think back in the day that was probably like a main street. You could just drive up and down it, but now it's all kind of closed off. Um, which I feel like most of New York City will be in the future. Um, I, I, I was talking to somebody. I don't even know why even this is even coming up, but I just, I just, I don't think it'll happen in our lifetime. Maybe you will see the beginnings of it, but I just don't think. Um, in the future, like places like New York City, I, I don't think you'll be able to drive a private vehicle and uh, like a city area. It'll be mainly bikes, uh, taxis or whatever, Uber, some type of like mass transit or public transportation will be used. And you won't be able to drive anywhere. You'll just have to drive to a point and then either take like a, a, a um, some type of little shuttle or a walk, maybe on a bike. But yeah. What the fuck was I even talking about? I, my mind is is, is everywhere. Oh, so at the downtown mall, uh, it's a nice area, man. But oh, I say all that to say, Jesus Christ, I, I get so uh, sidetracked. But I would just, you know, just go down there just to walk around and stuff, and I, I would just see people enjoying their lives, eating a salad, laughing with their friends, and I would go, "What the fuck do they have to laugh about? Shit's burning. Why are you happy?" Something bad's gonna happen, and I got to a point where I was like, I really, uh, I didn't know. I can't say that I know now, but just watching people like that, and I would go, "How the fuck are they happy? Like, how is it even possible to not be worried about uh, something?" And uh, last week, I I want to say it was like last Saturday, I was really asking myself that, like, what's it like to be happy? What does that mean? Do I have I ever really felt happy? Like, what does that entail, and how do you do it? And um, I just had a conversation with myself, and I and I I've realized in the past that I've I've done this, and I think a lot of other people do this. We we may do it in our own uh, in our own way. It might not look exactly the same, and it won't look exactly the same in everybody because we're all different. But. I found myself just creating these different arguments with, with fictitious people, uh, fictitious uh, circumstances and scenarios. It could be my wife. It could be some nameless, faces, faceless person who I made up in my head that I wanted to argue with about a certain topic. You know, you, you see shit on social media all day. You, you think about it. You stew on it. You, you come up with these arguments, uh, ways to win. Uh, you know, and, and and that becomes like your normal, uh, like this is the way your brain operates. It's just like, it's always looking to win. It's always looking for a gotcha moment. It's always looking to be fooled. It's always looking for people to get you. And you just really become very defensive and, um, just guarded, you know, and just the slightest thing that people bring up that might pertain to what you were thinking about. You just go, this is it. This is the fight. This is what I've been preparing for. And a lot of times you just jump the gun and you don't always bite people heads off, but you may come across as being slightly aggressive or like, why are you even taking it to that point? You know, so, so quickly. And, uh, you know, I realized it about myself, just, just anticipating people being upset with me. Uh, just waking up thinking like, all right, who's mad at me? Who did I piss off? Did I oversleep? What did I what did I mess up? I know some somehow somewhere, uh, my wife is disappointed with me. My son is mad at me. My my um, friends don't like. Somebody's mad at me. 
And I just realized, like, man, I'm I'm just making this shit up. And I, I think we get to a point sometimes where we where we've worried so much or we've been upset or sad or mad or unhappy or whatever, whatever state of mind it may be. I think we get we can get trapped in that, uh, especially if it's a negative headspace or a, a negative headspace that we might not even realize is a negative headspace. It's just, it just, it's just become uh, the the normal operating conditions of how we think and how we look at things. And I had to tell myself, like, you know what? I need to just stop myself whenever I feel like I'm spiraling out of control with these scenarios and arguments and uh, assumptions and projecting. And I want to say I had this conversation with myself on a Sunday, on, on, on a Saturday. It might have been a Sunday. I think it was Sunday now that I think about it. And I was like, you know what? I just have to make a conscious effort to stop myself. And in in in, in that times, I literally went outside out loud. Go, hey, Chris, just stop. None of this, none of this is happening. You're making this up. This 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 fight or this argument or this discussion, it's not even going to come up. And I and I'll drop it. And I felt so much better. I felt so much better. This is something I've done to my to myself for years. All right. And before anybody starts thinking, it's not a political thing. It's not a racial thing. It's just something in my brain that I've I've always done. Um, and I, I guess at different points in my life, depending on what's going on, I, I fight with different people, different topics. And uh, so it's just, it just became a way of life for me. And I think... Uh, I can. I, I found distractions in comedy. At one point, I found it in a diet. I found it in working out, uh, alcohol, and, and other shit. But it's just like learning how to really like uh, cope and deal with that without needing any of that type of stuff, and, and being able to enjoy things that may that may be intoxicating or not the healthiest thing for you to to indulge in. But you know, you like it because it's fun, because it's social, because, um, because you know, it makes you forget for a while. And and to me, there's really nothing wrong with that. But when it becomes the go-to, that's that's when it's a problem. Um, that's when it really becomes an issue. So, I told myself when I get up, I'm I'm not gonna do that. And I got up Monday morning, and I didn't do it. When and whenever I I found myself spiraling in these in these fictitious arguments, confrontations, or whatever you want to call them. I would just go, "Hey, man, stop, man! Why are you even wasting your time? Just stop. You know, you know, you don't need to to, to keep um, repeating how you feel about certain topics and things to yourself over and over again. You, you don't. You, you really don't. You don't need to, to constantly remind yourself of your stance." Because I think when you do that, you you you're, you're also reminding yourself of the other side that you do not agree with or things that you don't like, and it's just not a good space for you to be in mentally. Um, so it's just like I'm I'm just really trying to learn to uh, satiate my brain's uh, desire to just be be bombarded with information or sounds or something and. Block out the negative shit because it's so, it's so easy to get caught up in the negative, man. It's, at least for me, because I, I always feel like the good the good is cool, but it won't last. But it's like you can always that's the thing. It's like I, I always feel like you can always cut on the bad shit. Like that's 
that you can always count on that. And I have to tell myself, just don't even worry about it. And um, I had a great day Monday. Um, I had a good, I had, I had a great week mentally. I had a great week. I also, I think I mentioned before I started going back to therapy and that felt great, great just to get a lot of stuff out. I, even though I don't really feel like the, this person gave me a lot of advice. Uh, and it was our first session. I'm still filling them out and we'll see where it goes. But um, I also say this for somebody who's been uh, operating in a negative headspace, basically uh, the majority of my life, you know, just worry, uh, anxiety, just worrying about if people don't like me or I made somebody mad or somehow I'm, I'm missing something that I'm supposed to be doing and it's going to come back to bite me in the ass. Just constantly worried that I'm missing something. Uh, I forgot something, uh, something bad is going to happen. You, you, you honestly, you get used to it. It's just like people who live in constant pain. You, you just kind of get used to it. You know, you just, you kind of just, it just becomes your normal routine and you don't really think anything is wrong because that's, that's just what you're used to. And, um, I got to say it was, it was very, very hard to admit that I felt okay, that I wasn't worried, that I wasn't like scared. I wasn't anxious and I felt pretty good. Like I, I remember Monday night after I got back from doing my mic, just like sitting there on the couch with my wife and like just chomping at the bit, wanting to say like, I had a good mental day today, but being so afraid to vocally um, express that, you know, just that, that thing of, if I say it out loud, out loud, I think something bad is going to happen. And I had to tell myself, like, regardless of what I say, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Because I, I remember this one specific uh, incident and I get why it, I can't really call it an incident, but this one thing happened with a buddy of mine, Oh, my, my boy Keon years ago when I lived in Vegas, you know, uh, probably shouldn't have said his name, but, uh, anyway, this is, I don't think he'd give a fuck. This is so long ago, but he was down on his luck. He needed some extra dough and he was just like, fuck it. This is Vegas. I'll see if I can win a little money playing blackjack. And in my mind, I'm like, that's not going to work well. And you know, he, uh, he pays for some chips, they deal his cards and I'm like, why would you waste your money on this shit? I said it out loud, and he ended up busting. And uh, he was just like, man, you fucking janky, man. You 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 uh, you jinxed me. And I was like, look, man, <laughs> me saying that did not switch the cards. Those cards were what they were, regardless of what I've what I said. Those cards were already there, face down, just waiting to ruin your fucking day. Um, and he was upset and he saw where I was coming from, but I think the lesson there was, uh, was really for me was just like, if you just change your attitude about it, uh, because I was right. Hey, it is what it is, but I had the shitty attitude of like, man, you ain't gonna fucking, this is, even though I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was right. It's not the best thing to do when you're down in your luck trying to make ends meet is to gamble. But, it, it, you know, he was just like, hey, man, I don't really need to hear that shit right now. And he was right. You know, I could have just let it ride. It was only like 20 bucks. Fuck it. Go ahead. Have have at it. I didn't. He didn't need me to hit me with that, that uh, realism. He already knows that the shit wasn't the best decision. 
but he was hoping, hey, man, maybe maybe some good shit would happen. And with that negative attitude that I had, good shit probably won't happen. But, uh, yeah, I learned a lesson there. I just had to change change my outlook on things, and especially with, when somebody is down there looking, they're trying to change their mental, their mind state. I should have just went along with it. Um, all right, so a few people have asked me, and I'm not going to act like everybody wants to know my opinion on it, but I, I'll give it because I like to give my opinion. But I'm trying to switch up how I do that. I want to. I wanted to. I wanted not to be the focus. So people want to know, like, what do I think about the Kyle Rittenhouse situation? And I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm going to shock people with this. Uh, well, let me first say this about the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, case. I honestly, I'm gonna look right into my camera. My opinion on the Kyle Rittenhouse case is, I honestly do not give a shit what happens to him uh, in the case. I. I do not care. If he is found guilty or innocent, if anything, I would like him to be found innocent in this case, because it would just further prove my point of the privilege that happens in this country. Now, no one seems to really care. And we've talked about this at nauseum over the last well, year or so. So I'm not going to rehash all my points and all my thoughts and ideas. All I'll say is I have watched a little bit of it just to be knowledgeable about things uh one it really seems like this judge just is totally biased in this case i mean this motherfucker is looking at cookie sheets uh the fucking the lee greenwood ringtone um having people in the in the uh in the jury clap for a witness that's that is a a veteran i'm not a judge i don't claim to be a lawyer but i'm an adult with a lot a lot of life experience and uh, I was a, a, a professional at arms for two decades. I've, I've seen court martials. We've all seen plenty of trials. And that shit, very unprofessional. Um, making someone clap for somebody that's about to testify, it's not a good idea. It's a, there's a psychological thing there. And um, I, I just really think that this judge, just, he wants this kid to get off. I want him to get off just to prove the privilege. I mean, to see this kid crying on the stand, but a few months ago, I mean, he was ear to ear grinning, fist bumping, taking pictures at a bar. But when you're on the stand, I mean, you're crying. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if I, I just either you're either a tough guy or you're not, but I don't care. But I would like to see him get off just to prove the point of privilege. And I was going to also say that um, I think it's very funny that they don't really care what happened before the event. Okay, if we reverse this, I'm not even going to say that this, I wouldn't even, I won't even say like if a black person, if someone just from the opposite side of the political spectrum, if it was him in the same situation, I was, no, you know what, I'll say this. I don't care if he was there defending black people and killed two people. He's wrong. Cross state lines, you're underage, you shouldn't have been there. Completely fine if you want to stick around and you know and uh, and and clean up and all that kind of stuff, board windows up. That's completely fine. But the moment you stick around past that and you pick up a gun or you even you you take a gun that is handed to you that you know you shouldn't have. You're in the wrong. 
Now, did this person put themselves in a position to where he had to defend himself? Probably, but he was wrong. And that's the part that really bothers me about this is no one cares about that because whenever uh, black men are killed or shot by police or whatever, they will, people want to know what, what did they eat for breakfast? Why were they there? How far did they travel? They want to know every single step that this person made leading up to that, up to the decision to get into this altercation. And at, they want to let, they want to tell you at every point that every, uh, moment that this person could have changed their mind, walked away, went home, made a different choice. But in this case, it's just like they really focus on, like, okay, at the moment, no one really cares about why he was there, how far he traveled, why did he have a gun, how old, they don't care about that. It's just all about, hey, we like guns. He seems to be on the side that we're on. He shot two people that we don't like. We should let this person go. I just, I just think, I think he's wrong. Again, should you be able to defend yourself? Absolutely. Were those people stupid for chasing him with a gun? Absolutely. I felt like every, all the people involved got exactly what they were looking for. They were looking for trouble, and they found it. And unfortunately, two people lost their lives, and a 17-year-old kid killed two people. I, I think he's guilty. But um, that's where I stand on the Kyle Rittenhouse case i don't care and i would like to see him get off just so i can go see i told you it's a different set of rules for them and a different set of rules for us people don't even care about the circumstances as to why he was there if he was wrong for being there all they care about is like hey he 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 defended himself and we support that and i i, I think that's a bunch of bullshit you know because all these other motherfuckers that get gunned down, choked out, whatever, they did he have oatmeal? Did he smoke weed three weeks before? Has he had any other criminal um, interactions with police? Does he have a criminal record? That seems to not even be, um, doesn't even seem to be a factor here. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to get off. He's going to walk. It's just funny watching people making fun of him for crying on the stand. And, and then about a, in a week or so, he's just going to walk out of there scot-free and be this fucking right-wing uh, gun advocate hero. So that's that's my uh, prediction with that. Uh, I feel like that's what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah. But meanwhile, and, uh, and see, that's the thing. I don't want black people being mad about it. He didn't kill any black people. So we, we really should not give a fuck about what happened with this kid. But the Ahmaud Arbery case, completely different. See, they want, they want people mad about the Kyle Ritten thing where the the real case is the Amari case. You know, one, one of the lawyers getting upset saying that there's too many black pastors here. Really? Too many black pastors? See, and these are the kind of people that typically don't see race. Why, why can't they have support there? Now, now their presence is just intimidating people. And the people that back these guys will agree. They they will agree, which I find really fucked up because, I mean, they can overlook all this other shit, man. But uh, yeah, man, it's just. And let me let me ask this question before I get out of here because I've I've gone over my time. I would like to ask any of my white listeners, friends, how would you feel if you had a family member murdered in the same fashion 
and your jury had one white person on it. In the Kyle Rittenhouse case, how would you feel if you were him and you had an all-black jury or one person of color on your Do you feel like you would get a fair trial? The fact that people don't, don't think that black people can be impartial and we are just automatically biased and we, we can't even sit on high-profile uh, cases of, of, you know, of, of uh, from people that, that look like us. I, I think that is a, a grave injustice. I don't I don't think that's fair at all. You know, to have people on, on the jury that, that don't look like you at all, not even racially in your age group, demographic, nothing. I, I think many of people would cry foul. All the people you saying see that you see that where um, it's okay to be white and, and, you know, white people are being oppressed. There's no way in hell people like that would be okay sitting on trial and, and, and being judged by a jury full of black people, brown people, and one person, uh, of, of one white person that looked like them. That's all I'm saying. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think that's cool at all. Now, if you can truly say you wouldn't mind, okay. But I, I just, I, I feel like most people would not be okay with that at all, man. They would, they would not be okay with that. Being judged by a bunch of people that don't look like you, that don't understand where you're coming from, yeah. And you and you say it's not, uh, you say it's not biased. You say it's not. Um, I, I don't get it, but that's why I'm doing things now. Focusing on the good, stopping myself from spiraling, and um, I, I feel a lot better. So, but those are my those are my opinions on, on what's going on right now. Um, I think that the Ahmaud Arbery dudes will end up going to jail. I don't know for how long, but I, I do think they will get convicted. But Kyle Rittenhouse, he's he's walking out of there. And, uh, yeah. Will I be happy about it? Don't really care. He didn't hurt black people. So <laughs> just being honest. People say they like honesty. I'm giving it from now on. So there you go. Uh, there's a show. That's a show. Um, I already mentioned Winston's album. Please make sure you guys pick it up. It's on everything, streaming, Spotify, all that type of shit. Um, make sure you guys, if you're in the Charlottesville area, come check out my crowd work special taping. I'm excited. Next Friday at the Southern 830, my man Glenn Lawrence is, is, is recording it for me. He popped down last week to scout out the location. He's, he knows where he's putting the cameras. I'm excited. It, it seems real. It's, it's happening. And um, if you're in the D.C. area, December 15th, Weston and I will be doing our first host battle comedy showcase. We're excited about it. I really feel like it's going to be a really big show in D.C. Uh, tickets are already on sale for that show at DCComedyLob.com. December 15th, I believe that show is also eight, at 8 o'clock. It's 10 bucks. So come on out to either both shows. Pick one. Come out. Bring some friends. Make sure you follow me on all social media at Chris Allen Comedy. It's right there on the screen. Follow me. Um, oh, subscribe to my YouTube page. And um, yeah. Oh, you know what? I didn't even mention it. Shit. Astro World. What a tragedy. So sad. But uh, man, I, I, I can't. I don't want to be one of these people that go see and go see. This is why I don't go to concerts. Because I mean, this it's a, it's an anomaly. The, the shit, the shit, that's not very uh, common. But 
those big crowds like that, man, with so much hate behind somebody like Travis Scott, it was uh, it's that's a shit show, man. It's unfortunately we uh, we're up to like nine people now that passed away, uh, getting trampled and stomped and crushed. It's just it's sad, man, that that this happened and, and two that people can't control themselves, man. It, it, you're going to just see another human being, you know. I was like, I like Travis Scott too, man, but I don't think there's any human being that I would run to go see in in a crowd that fucking big, man. I I couldn't imagine being caught up in a crowd of of what fifty thousand people and getting just being crushed and pushed and pulled and knocked over. It's uh, it's, it's pretty wild, man. Um, and honestly, man, stuff like this, it, it ruins live performances for people because this is when they start putting up the gates and the, in the, in the, the little cattle wranglers and way more security. And you got to stand in this spot. They put all the rails up. You got to be, it makes it not fun. It makes it not fun. Just like the NBA, man, when they started throwing shit at, at the players and, now at a lot of the games they'll have like the little um the little canopy cover when they go back into the tunnel. I mean, back in the day that shit was dope, man, where you could reach down and give Kevin Durant a fucking fist bump or Michael Jordan or Kobe or whoever it was, man. That's what makes the games fun is when you can get close to the players. You know? And I and I'm cool with even people talking shit, but man, when you start throwing stuff and being like truly disrespectful to people that one would rip your fucking head off because they're physical specimens and probably two or three times your size. I mean, it just, it gets to be a bit much, man, but uh, I get it. A lot of us have been inside for the last year and a half and people are excited and they want to get out, but we really have to learn to control ourselves, man, and have a good time. Um, Yeah. They're just people, but I get it, man. I'm a huge NBA fan have been for years and i remember being in my early 20s and at the clubs and seeing all these nba players and athletes and rappers and singers and stuff you just gotta learn to control yourself because at the end of the day man they're just people and a lot of times they're people who appreciate the fans the love i mean they they a lot of these people live a very extravagant lifestyle they're very they're appreciative but also like most of us you don't really want to be bothered (laughs) Hey, what's up? Okay, I'll sign this. Take a quick pick. Leave them alone. But uh, yeah, shout out goes to everyone to, uh, who was affected by that man. It's, it's it's very sad that people just can't control themselves, man. And um, unfortunate. But Travis Scott did say he would pay for the uh, funeral for funeral services for the people that were hurt. Um, a lot there's a lot of speculation as to like what was going on when you have that many people. 50,000, that's a lot of people. Even if you had like 500 people, it's a lot. That's a lot of people to control. And I've seen the videos of people running up to um, like the sound guy, the lighting guy, stop the show. Somebody They don't know if that's real. You know, these people are making a lot of money. And when you're talking about global superstars and, and they spent thousands, hundreds of thousands, and in some cases millions of dollars on these hundreds of thousands of dollars, on these shows, the lights, the smoke, all that kind of stuff. I'm if I was working out, I'm not gonna just stop because somebody was like, You gotta stop the show. It could be a joke. You know? So hopefully we find out the timeline of, of, of what really happened. Uh, you know, uh it's just some of the videos I, I can't watch, man. But uh yeah, if, if you if you're still performing and you can actually see people being trampled and stomped, it's your responsibility as a person in front to like, hey fuck is going on this is weird 
uh, there seems to be a fight or something's going on. Maybe maybe we should stop. But I, I get it, man. Some some people get so caught up in their ego, uh, or that they just keep going, and and you just don't know what the fuck is going on. So I'm gonna reserve judgment on Kylie and 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 all these people until we find out what really what really happened. But uh, yeah, if you can, if you actually see something going on in the show, especially with a crowd that big. If it, if it looks bad, you, you might want to call attention to it and, and ask what's going on. But who the fuck am I? I've never performed in front of fifty thousand people. I don't I don't know what that looks like. So it's it's very easy for us uh, to sit back and judge and and watch all these different um, angles and and footage and all that kind of stuff and go, oh, this person's the bad guy. They didn't stop it. They might not have seen everything. So let's just get it all out first before we start pointing the fingers and shit. It's it's a fucking horrible thing, man. When when people actually go somewhere to have a great time, to have a, a memorable moment, and it becomes a tragedy and, and the worst time of your life, it's not fun. But, all right. So, sorry about that. I wanted to make sure I I, um, I hit these topics. This is the kind of shit I really don't want to talk about, but I got to realize, like, hey, this is what's going on in the world. It might not really pertain to something that I would like to speak on, but... Um, I probably should if I'm if I'm going to be in this in the, in the entertainment business. I got to talk about what the fuck is going on. So um, yeah, so there's a show. That's a show. Make sure you guys follow me on all things social media. Be safe out there. Have a great weekend. I'm Chris Allen. Everybody have a good one. I'm out. Peace.